welcome to the Crypto Cafe. I'm your host, Randy Zuckerberg. And here in the cafe, we embrace newcomers, experts, anyone who is curious about anything Web3, crypto, NFTs, metaverse, you name it. Uh, One of the things that I've been thinking about a lot is that in Web3, it's so exciting that art, culture, fashion, and beauty are really at the forefront of driving innovation. Usually, what I've seen is that kind of the, the coding and the platforms drive the innovation and then the art and fashion and beauty and culture catch up. But fashion and beauty are at the forefront of everything in Web3. And so who better than to bring on uh, someone who's truly at the forefront of this with, with some of the most exciting beauty brands that are out there. I'm delighted to have today Salima Papatia, Chief Digital and Marketing Officer at uh, Laura Mercier, Bare Minerals, Buxom, you name it, all of these incredible brands. And we're going to talk about how beauty and fashion are taking over Web3 today. Salima, thank you so much for joining me. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. So since this is an audio cafe, uh, paint a picture. If we were together somewhere in the world, where would we be and what is your beverage of choice there? Okay, definitely Costa Rica. And since it's a cafe, you know, the, the authentic black coffee, little cream, that's the perfect Oh my gosh, I want to be in Costa Rica with you right now enjoying uh, black coffee with some cream. That sounds incredible. Um, I'd love to hear about, um, well, tell us a little bit more about your role and what you're responsible for, what your day-to-day looks like. Sure. So as the chief creative digital officer, um, I have a, a very unique approach to this role, or at least a very unique purview, which is across Um, creative, social influencers, PR, acquisition and retention and digital commerce and experiences, which is a very consumer centric approach, I would have to say. Um, And it's really exciting to be able to to look across this um, because then you really think about the consumer in every way you touch them. Um, And so this has been an exciting and, and pretty new journey for me. I just joined back in August. Um, so it's an exciting time for for the company. Welcome. Um, I was really blown away by uh, kind of the breadth of brands that are that are under this umbrella. So maybe for anyone not familiar, you can tell us about some of the brands that you're responsible for working with. Sure. So I'm going to start with the company. It's Orvion. Orvion is a new company. Um, it's a collective of premium cosmetic brands, and the company was created with a unique mission. It was really to champion bold progress for beauty, for the planet, and for the consumer. Um, and the collective of the brands include Bare Minerals, Laura Mercier, and Buxom. So very well-established brands, beautiful brands have been around, um, Bare and Laura have been around for a long time, so heritage brands. Um, so it's a really exciting time to be with these brands and it's very much a startup and that is kind of the nature. So it's really an interesting pivot to have these heritage brand in a startup environment. Yes. Well, and uh, so congratulations on this new and exciting role at Orvion. Um, where were you before and where in your career journey did you start getting interested in the beauty space? Sure. So I started, um, I've been in the beauty space for over 15 years and in the digital commerce space for almost 20 years. Um, I have worked with some of the marquee brands, but I fell into beauty in in 2004. um, And I had been in e-commerce before then and and in the digital world. Um, And I was very lucky to fall into beauty uh, because it's such an amazing category. It's, uh, you know, there's been 
intense growth. There's such a consumer passion for this product. Um, and thus, it made it ripe for disruption and fast adaption of technology. And then you had COVID that hit that made even faster adoption. Um, so, you know, the, the beautiful place right now is taking that history that I had with beauty, digital commerce, and bringing it together now um, with these beautiful heritage brands. And, and how do you tell a rich story and reinvent it in, in a consumer-centric way? That's kind of um, the new mission. Absolutely. It's really exciting. Um, seems like such a, a great moment to be on the cutting edge of beauty. Speaking of which, can you maybe if you can tell us some of the what's going on in the beauty landscape right now? What are some of the trends that you're seeing? What's uh, what are people talking about in the industry? Sure. Well, um, beauty continues to evolve. Um, you know, there's been over this past several years, lots of disruption, lots of indie brands, lots of new selling models. If you think about Ulta at Target, which is, you know, amazing kind of um, retail expansion. Uh, and then the pure play and, and, um, and the pure plays that have entered the market. It's a really broad distribution and it really is a way for um, a brand to reach a consumer in very different ways and very different selling formats. So brands have to become much more adaptable. Um, and the consumer consumption and expectation is also ever evolving. Um, if you think about social commerce, also social selling, um, education and entertainment meeting with shopping, um, and all of this is converging at the same time. So you've got all of this happening. You've got a very demanding consumer. It's super important for brands um, and beauty brands to be really authentic when they approach these spaces. And you know, things like um, virtual try-on have become table stakes and part of the norm. Uh, you know, and and consumers are now used to having those in their decision-making process. So if they're using a, a tool to find a shade, they wanna be able to try that on and see that it matches them. So it's it's really an interesting time because I think beauty, as you had said, is leading this, you know, not not technology. And so, and then the consumer's there and telling us what she likes and what she wants and what she's gonna to respond to. So it's it's um, a very emergent area where you you learn really quick because you get insights really fast, you see what the consumer likes. Um, and, and kind of it keeps continuing to grow. So I'm, I'm excited for what's next. It's truly so exciting. And speaking of what's next, I, I'd love to hear about Orvion's steps into Web3 and the metaverse. So we are jumping in um, with both feet, um, catching up fast and accelerating where we can. Um, the brands have had a, you know, a bit of experience and been testing you know, around virtual try-on for a very long time. They've had different metaverse experiences. Beauty is so perfect for the metaverse, you know, and just kind of speaking personally, um, you know, as a woman, I'm, I'm a mother, I'm a sister, I'm a daughter, uh, a wife, um, an executive. So I play different roles and it's funny how beauty plays different roles with me in each one of those lives. And that's how I think about um, the metaverse. You know, beauty empowers me to be who I want to be in, in that moment, but also the metaverse empowers a woman and, and anyone who enters it to be who they want to be. And I think that's the kind of reason that they've come together and converged so seamlessly and why beauty brands have taken to metaverse so quickly. Um, it's really transformative, which beauty can be, um, and it really is personal. And that's what um, metaverse and beauty, I think, are symbiotic in that way. Absolutely. And um, I recently had a guest on this podcast uh, from Decentraland, and she was talking about how um, makeup faces for avatars are one of the most popular things that people are buying and, and experimenting with for their avatars. So uh, it's really interesting how, how beauty is such a part of our in real lives and uh, becoming a, an increasing part of our virtual lives also. 
Absolutely. Can you imagine? I mean, I know I would love to wear crazy makeup. I don't generally wear crazy makeup, but um, that is just another world. Like you can be whoever you want. And and some of the trends are just beautiful, you know, and um, and you get to express yourself in a really fun way. Absolutely. That was my first thought when I first entered the metaverse is I was like, great, I'm I'm like a boring mom in the real world, but I, I can I can change that in the virtual world. I can uh, not be a boring mom there. Um, I'm, Salim, I'm curious, your your own Web3 aha moment, did you get into Web3 through Orvion or were you kind of already curious about Web3 on your own beforehand? Already curious. I came from um, beauty, so it's been something that has been... Um, Fast evolving, so it, I, I think it. You know, the the start of it was really with virtual try on, um, and when we go back to virtual try on, maybe three, four years ago, it wasn't even as amazing as it is now. Um, and so there, there's been a lot of entries into the space. There's been a lot of testing and learning and um, evolution of the space. But it was clear first there was a need, you know, with so many shades, with things like foundations where it's really hard to try on. That was a clear consumer need. Like, try this product on and then you can buy it and it served the consumer. And it really accelerated with COVID when, when consumers couldn't go to the store. And I think that's the pivot point that that where Metaverse started taking off because then, you know, people were at home, they were open to different types of experiences, they had more time on their hands, and they really were discerning in the type of experiences they wanted. Um, so, you know, I've been exploring Metaverse for a very long time. It's, it's trying to find the, the right way for a brand to be authentic and kind of starting that journey with your consumers. We're here in the Crypto Cafe. I'm delighted to be here with Salima Papatia, who is the Chief Digital and Marketing Services Officer at Orvion with incredible brands like Laura Mercier, Bear Minerals, and Buxom. I'm Randy Zuckerberg, host of Crypto Cafe. Salima, tell us all about World of Beauty and your, your collaboration with Obsess. Sure. Um, so we're, we're in the process right now um, having acting like a startup, even though we have heritage brands, of elevating and enhancing all of our digital experiences. Um, We will be very soon launching with our new digital brand.com experience. And um, as we waited for that to happen, Obsess was a great partner um, and a great leader in the the unique platform experience that they provide um, and such a great partner to to bring an opportunity for Laura Mercier to advance um, the digital elevation during the holiday period and to surprise and delight the consumer and offer an immersive experience, um, not only into shopping and the holiday time, but just into the history and kind of getting exposure to Laura, Laura Mercier as the person um, behind all of this. So um, the world of beauty was created in kind of bringing all these things together at the same time. It's really exciting. And I mean, even just to share a personal story, like Laura Mercier was the first, like after I graduated from college and I was like, I want to make an investment in like real, like makeup for a real woman now that I'm going into my career. And Laura Mercier was the first line that I ever uh, invested in and bought. So it's um, it's really personal. But I love maybe you can give our listeners like a little bit of history of Laura Mercier and why it's such a big deal that this particular brand is leading in, in the metaverse. Well, you know, it's so funny because the brand, you know, it's a French um, brand and Laura Mercier is very much alive and an influential part of of the brand. Um, And she is what we design this whole world of beauty behind. So it is a very much an an immersive experience to to take you behind the brand so you can get 
you know, that Parisian feel of where the brand started and how it started and even hear it in, in Laura's voice. Um, and that's kind of what we tried to do to bring the brand's um, Parisian aesthetic, you know, to the forefront and really give you um, and the consumer that that experience. I, I I relate to your story because there's so many women that I've talked to that were introduced to Laura Mercier at the same time in the same way when they were, you know, at a pivotal moment in their in their life and they um, tried the brand for the first time. And, you know, that was that that beautiful moment that we want to recreate, but we want to recreate it with with Laura being part of the narrative um, and really unveiling to consumers this, uh, you know, chic store experience that kind of is New York, kind of is Paris, which is like the, the you know, um, dual focus of, of our, our um, store in, or our virtual store. Um, and I could, I could share a little bit more about the store if I, yeah, you know. Yeah, please. I want to paint a picture for us since this is audio. Like, what is it? How does it work? What happens when you go into this virtual store? Uh, tell us everything. Sure, sure. So you're greeted, you know, by Laura Mercy herself. It's, it's a narration from her um, into a very chic store. Um, and there's a few, there's two rooms. So the first room offers, you know, an introduction to the flawless face technique um, and takes shoppers through steps and, and the products that you can use to achieve, you know, this iconic look. Um, and we have tools that are, you know, prime for virtual reality with the virtual shade finders. So it's a lot more immersive and, and not only bringing the art, artistry to it, but to the product and then having that try on component to really make it personalized. The second room then is a shortcut to shopping and the brand guides to curated selections of products with holiday, um, a direct path to checkout. Um, and then the final experience is really with with um, the wrapping with love to bring to life um, the Laura Mercier experience and an unboxing unveiling experience, which is really interactive. Um, and also just to make it fun and more engaging, we had a little hide and seek. Um, gaming that allowed um, you know consumers to a surprise and delight and little giveaways. So that was fun and, and seeing people excited by that was amazing. Um, and so it was really supposed to be kind of explore this this virtual store, shop if you want to see what the holiday has to bring and a way for us to elevate the experience as we worked on our um, brand.com in the back end. It sounds beautiful. I'm curious if anything surprised you about either building it and you know. Um, like what what was easier or more challenging than you thought or how you see consumers engaging with it? Like what what has surprised you about this? I mean, the, the consumer reception has been amazing. It's only been live for a short time and there's been over 10,000 visitors. So it, it's been incredibly um, surprising first that um, so many people found it um, so quickly. Um, but what what was really, I would say, the biggest challenge was bringing it to life in a really, truly authentic way. That is the, the, the most important thing about any experience, especially in the metaverse. As a brand, you have to be authentic. We're not there just to be there or to do something that's trendy. It's really how do you extend your brand in a way that is meaningful to the consumer and meet her where she is. Absolutely. What what is your advice for other brands who are you know seeing what you're doing and and want to dip their own toe in? Because you're right, it is such a fine line between you can't just put an experience out in the metaverse and expect it to be successful. It has to be authentic. It has to be fun. It has to be different than a physical store you would go into. So what what's some of your advice now that you've created this yourself? Well, know your brand well, um, know your consumer well, um, know the things that surprise and delight her. Any insights that you have in a consumer and what they want, we tend to use um, consumer insights a lot in just trying to think in, in her shoes and, and wanting 
and and wanting to create experiences that are just going to surprise and delight her. So it really is, you know, it is about doing that that heavy lifting, which is a thought, and and being authentic to your brand, and then being personalized to the consumer and and in a meaningful way. So that to me is is the ingredients of success. And each brand has a very different journey to get there. But first is starting. Um, and you start and you try and then you iterate and you learn and that's the journey that we're on and we're going to continue iterating and we're going to continue expanding this opportunity. Love it. Uh, if we chat again a year from now, which I hope we do or sooner than that, um, what what are some of your thoughts or predictions for what beauty in the metaverse might look like a year or a few years out from now? Oh, uh, I can't even imagine. Um, I know that for sure it will continue to evolve. Um, it will be consumer-led. Um, there'll be new opportunities for new communities that get built, new moments for brands to drive relevancy in a meaningful way. Um, and I think that we don't even know what's going to come yet, but I think it's going to be important to be a part of it and to learn from it and, and to take the opportunities to hear consumers and, and, and in a way to get their feedback, whatever it means, whether it's um, having them drive into an experience, whether it's um, having them do surveys or tools, but just learning from what they do and how their behavior evolves. Um, so I, I'm excited. Um, I think that it will be very different in a year from now. And then another year from now, it'll be even more different. And I hope we continue this conversation as well. Absolutely. One of the, the things that I've been thinking about since you brought it up is, um, you know, you mentioned that this is such a, a great way to get to know Laura herself and, and experience the story behind the brand and how little consumers typically know of the stories behind the brands they shop. Um, so I, I'd love some of your thoughts on on the role of storytelling and kind of personalities or influencers uh, in in this new world we're entering. Well, there's it's unlimited, right? Because if you think about anyone, even your personal story about how you were introduced to Laura Mercier, there are people who are just avid makeup lovers and, and the story of, of Laura Mercier and her beginnings and her um, makeup artistry is going to be super important, just as important as a story of of any consumer who was told by her sister, her mother was passed down as, you know, their um, rich heritage. So I think that beauty is one of those categories that's truly personalized and every person has um, a very different story and every and very different things that motivates them to love a brand or feel passion for the brand. And I think this space allows that personalization and that story to ever evolve. So to me, it's a, a lot more um, listening um, as you evolve. And so, you know, I'm super excited. And, and I think that the rich insights you get from the personalization, but the metaverse gives every person an opportunity to be whoever you want um, and interact with brands how you want and learn about them how you want. So um, I think it, it really will drive more community than anything else. And that's where you get a lot more um, back as a brand. For sure. Uh, in our final moments together, um, what are you most excited for uh, for 2023? Oh, well, I think we are just starting our journey. Um, and Metaverse is just one of our digital strategies. So we will be um, going across every brand in very different ways. So I think for me, that is really rewarding to be able to work across three brands and to reinvent those brands in the metaverse experience in very different ways. Um, and I think that is what's so beautiful about the metaverse and what's beautiful about um, beauty as a whole and also about the consumer who loves the brand and how she makes us evolve um, into meaningful ways. Love it. And what's uh, for your avatar, what is the ideal 
or, or your favorite wild makeup trend that you'd like to try for your personal avatar this year? Oh my God, I, I wear a lot of like bright colors on my lips on avatars. I don't do it at home because it's just messy and I'm not that good. So that's kind of my persona is the big red lip um, and, and the smoky eye with the eyelashes, all of which I probably would not have time nor could do without a makeup artist. Love it. Salima, thank you so much for joining me today. Where can our listeners go to check out World of Beauty and hear about everything you're working on? It is coming back soon on Monday as we relaunch our Laura Mercier site. So it will be on lauramercier.com. Amazing. Thank you so much. Happy holidays. I truly hope that in the future we're together in Costa Rica enjoying a coffee in person. I look forward to that very much. Thank you. Happy holidays. Yes. Thank you so much for, for sharing with us today. That was Salima Papatia, Chief Digital and Marketing Services Officer at Orvion with brands like Laura Mercier, Bare Minerals, and Buxom. Uh, it really exciting to hear how such a classic brand like Laura Mercier is embracing Web3 and the metaverse and trying things that you could never do in real life. Um, also, you know, really reflecting on the power of storytelling and personalities um, behind the story behind your favorite brands and products and how powerful that can be in virtual worlds in the metaverse also. You've been listening to Crypto Cafe. I'm Randy Zuckerberg, your host. Stay tuned. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode.